Hello everyone, this is Swapnil and you're listening to Perspective, the podcast produced by ISBR Business School, Bangalore. So today we're going to talk about the recent World Tennis Tournament, US Open. And we have a special guest with us, a true tennis aficionado and a former professional player who has been making waves in the Indian tennis scene. He's been serving aces for over 15 years and during his youth, he reached the pinnacle of the under 16 age category. Not only that, he's been a prominent figure in the Asian ranking tournament and held a top 100 ranking in India. I would like to welcome Hemant Kate. Hi Hemant, how are you? I'm good, Sopnil. How are you? I'm good as well. So, where are you now these days, Hemant? In your hometown, Tumkur? Yes, uh, I'm in my hometown, Tumkur. I'm actually working from home these days. So, I'm in Tumkur itself. Great, great. Uh, let me tell people who who has been listening to this podcast uh, from ISBR. Uh, I got to know about Hemant uh, through a friend who is who is our friend who is from ISBR, uh, Sachin, and uh, Sachin uh, is from second year PGDM. I guess you might be knowing him. So this is our second podcast. We have done uh, the one podcast that was also related to tennis. You you guys can check it. So this is the second podcast and we'll be talking about the US Open. So uh, Hemant, uh, so I want to start with the question. Uh, a recent US Open showcased incredible performances, you know, and yes. we were we were talking about this, you know, in the like I that uh, Novak will win or not win, you know. Uh, so what were the standout moments for you, you know, for the matches personally? Uh, what were the standard performances? Right. Uh... Before I start answering that question, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast for the second time, actually. Okay. The first time was yeah. when, when I was here, I spoke about uh, Roger Federer. Uh, this, time, yeah, Roger Federer. this time, I have a lot of things to speak speak about, including one of the other greats of the game, uh, Novak Djokovic. And uh, mm-hmm. so to go about with your question, uh, US Open to me personally, uh, I feel it's the least favorite Grand Slam for me because uh, it's very hard to follow since it's late in the midnight, you know. <laughs> and uh, mm, okay. Anyway, uh, apart from that, US Open is the most unpredictable and exciting Grand Slam of all time. Because uh, why I say this? Because since uh, 2008, no single player has uh, defended their US Open title in men's category. Uh, prior to 2008, uh, Federer had won it five times continuously, five times from 2004 to 2008. And uh, mm. since then, uh, no no player has defended the title. Uh, last year, Carlos Alcaraz was the champion. Uh, before that, Daniel Medvedev had won in 2022, in 21, I guess it was Nadal. 2020, it was Dominic Thiem. Before that, I think Novak Djokovic. So it's no player has defended, and this time mm-hmm. it was the chance for uh, Novak Djokovic. And so, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a budding tennis player planning to win a Grand Slam, US Open should be your best bet. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. so okay. <laughs> this year US Open, uh, there were quite a, quite a lot of uh, defining moments. Uh, in fact, mm. in fact, uh, the challenge this year was extreme heat. Actually, the mercury mercury levels were soaring. You could notice players uh, taking a lot of medical timeouts in between, even 
uh, Novak Djokovic in the finals uh, faced a lot of issue with the extreme heat. So, oh. yeah. Uh, mm. And uh, I also have, have to touch about the women's tennis. Uh, okay. When uh, one of the greats of the game, Serena Williams, retired in uh, 2022 after uh, such a long and decorated career, there were questions on who would replace her in the American tennis. But uh, mm-hmm. the young Coco Goff uh, from USA had all the answers this year's Open. Uh, she was exceptional all throughout the tournament, especially in the mm-hmm. final. Uh, she was the underdog against Arena Sabalenka, uh, who, who okay. was the favorite to win the tournament. But Coco Goff did exceptionally well, surprised everyone took the Grand Slam home. Mm. Uh, so, it's a great, great positive for US tennis, especially in the women's category. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, how can you forget one of the greatest athletes of all time, Novak Djokovic, winning his 24 Grand Slam. Like it's some piece mm-hmm. of cake. This man, he's so hard to be true. Yeah. Like, uh, losing the, uh, losing the same, uh, I guess, Last year, uh, or this year, I'm, if I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I saw the final with uh, the guy which you're talking about. Yes. Uh, who 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 was that guy? I, I just I'm not getting the name. It's on my mouth. I'm not getting. Last year, is it? Uh, yeah, I mean the recent thing, which uh, the recent champion we had, Wimbledon. Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Carlos Alcaraz, yeah. Carlos Alcaraz, yeah. The, I mean, uh, obviously, it was a it was a great achievement to be in the final with uh, Djokovic. Yes. Uh, and we all, I mean, most of them predicted, you know, Djokovic will win this win the title, and you know, some hmm. yeah, some really big upset happened, and we got a new champion. And uh, we were talking about that uh, that this time also, uh, Alcaraz can be in the final. Yes. So, yes. and still, Djokovic managed to, you know, retain the title. I so, did. Yeah. And, yeah. So, the second uh, question is actually, yeah, uh, you want to add? Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to yeah. add a little, a few things about uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Uh, yeah. Carlos Alcaraz, uh, it's not a surprise that he beat Novak Djokovic. Because, I mean, okay. that guy is simply unbelievable. Uh Okay. Most of the tennis experts, I mean, I have heard so many people say this. He is the perfect amalgamation of Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, and Rafael Nadal. He's oh my god! He's the best. Uh, he combines the best of three worlds. Even uh, Novak Djokovic has admitted this. So okay. we we are gonna be talking a lot about that this guy in the in the future. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, I I was not uh, predicting that you will come up with the statement. I mean, yeah, I guess you <laughs> will be familiar with the statement that he is an amalgamation of uh, Roger Federer, uh, Djokovic, and uh, Nadal. Yes. But yeah, if it is, then you know people should watch out for. I think he he will be having more titles in the future. Yes, hopefully. definitely. Yeah. So, uh, even the second question uh, is about Djokovic, you know. So, Djokovic victory at the US Open, it was a historic achievement, you know. So, how do you think this win will impact the 
landscape of men tennis especially in comparison to rivals like federer and nadal uh, what do you think is future for djokovic also and how this will uh, impact in some way to men's tennis yes uh, well uh, to talk about uh, novak djokovic uh, mm-hmm. everyone has the question how does he do it how can he pull it off so easily how long will he keep yeah. toying around with other players and uh, what exactly. sets sets this uh, marvelous mythical mountain of a player apart from others uh mm-hmm. many many people say that it is fitness diet hard work uh but to me mm-hmm. what sets uh, novan djokovic apart from others is uh, his mindset his mental toughness that he displays in the crunch situations uh mm-hmm. his lion-heartedness to believe that he can win from any situation finish facing any sort of adversaries in terms of physical challenges the mental pressure mm-hmm. uh that that uh, mental toughness is unparalleled and uh, okay when you talk about novak djokovic uh, i always uh, take up this uh, when i to to just give an example of how tough his mental uh, strength is uh if you remember mm-hmm. the 2019 Wimbledon finals actually in the last uh, podcast i spoke about this very same match at 2019 Wimbledon finals in the federer's perspective uh yeah now, yeah 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 oh uh, yeah now i would like to talk about the novak's perspective so mm-hmm. imagine you are on a five hour long match facing two double match points against the roger serve who happens to have the finest serves in the game and uh, any mm-hmm. other any other mortal would have succumbed to that pressure but not to be the case with novak uh novak okay. won four straight points from that situation and took the game away mm-hmm. from roger he literally stole uh, a bone from a lion's den which is unbelievable then the match went mm-hmm. on till the tie break and you know you don't win a point against Novak Djokovic if you have observed tennis carefully uh Novak Djokovic doesn't make a single unforced error in crunch situations he has adapted his technique so well and his mindset oh. has become so strong in those crunch situations actually he just he's just unbeatable um yeah oh. that's a great example of his mindset how he comes back from uh yeah from a situation situation where he mm. anyone could have lost but he turns around and uh, well i surely need to talk about his diet which is uh, considered to be one of the finest diets uh, for ultimate athletic mm. performance he had to cut cut mm. down a lot of things lot of his favorite things uh, mainly had to cut down gluten dairy products sugar um so ultimately mm. uh all these sacrifices discipline self belief have transcribed into 24 grand slam uh which is still a joke to me yeah. i still cannot believe that he has done this thing uh yeah and after all the grand slams recently uh after all the big any big tournament that he has uh, won he just uh, he usually gives a message to the young generation of tennis players who are coming up so mm-hmm. he just tells them to forget what has happened in the past don't worry about the future the present is yours mm. god there conquer he tells that he was a small kid from serbia 
वॉट ऑन स्टेट ही स्टार्टेड ड्रीमिंग अबाउट विनिंग दिम्बल्डन जस्ट सेवन ईयर्स ओल्ड एंड हेमंत yeah uh, i'll be asking the both two questions uh, the first question which came to my mind is you know you talked about uh, how uh, like how djokovic is you know very famous or uh, like is known for not making unforced error in the yeah. current situation uh-huh. okay so like uh, i wanted to understand that for, ex- for example it is a uh, for example tennis is a game of 5 to 6 hours you know I'm not yes. very. Uh, I don't know very uh, much rules about the tennis, but it's a game of five to six hours. So, does the player have a particular style of playing? For example, he will be this. He will be, he'll be playing like this for the first two hours. Then uh-huh. the last three hours, he'll play like that. Like because it's also about stamina, you know, to protect your stamina, to save your stamina, and utilize it at the right moment. So, I wanted to understand: Does uh, they have uh, like every player have a technique? how they utilize their power uh, in those five hours yes yes uh, yeah they do have their own techniques uh, when yeah. they will actually yeah. push more and when they'll actually just relax and uh, let their exactly. uh, let their i mean most of the tennis players focus on winning the points easily on their service games and uh, okay save their stamina for the opponent's service game so mm. and uh, especially in the crunch situations what uh, novan djokovic does is what i have observed uh mm-hmm. he he does not go for low percentage shots he goes for the high percentage mm-hmm. shots which uh which he cannot miss that easily uh mm-hmm. in tennis we we call the cross courts and down the lines he mostly goes for the cross court which is the high percentage shot um it's mm. it's the technique that he has adapted and uh he has mastered it more than any other players so he's able to pull off these things and apart from that of course whatever technique you have whatever preparedness you have but at that instance mm-hmm. it's all about your mental uh strength and ability to analyze the things mm-hmm. and come up with the best possible shot or solution okay okay great also the second question was uh, you know you see the career of federer nadal djokovic murphy you know and yeah. serena williams these kind of players you see how long they played and how many titles they won do you feel the same will happen for the younger generation or we will be getting the repetitive uh, superstars or champions or it will be you know because it's very difficult to maintain yourself over the years yes. so will it be changing dynamic or with or or you feel still uh, players are building themselves like that then they can go for 10 15 years like that mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very good question actually uh mm. so when uh, roger federer and uh, roger federer was at top of his game uh, everyone was like wow i don't we we couldn't mm-hmm. we cannot imagine some other guy 
uh, overtaking his achievements. Then Rafael Nadal came, he overtook his achievements. Mm-hmm. Then when these two guys, mm-hmm. Federer and Nadal, was ru- were ruling the tennis world, they were, Novak Djokovic yeah. was nowhere in the scene. But uh, he yeah. came and uh, took over and overtook all of them. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel there will always be such uh, once-in-a-generation talents. And uh, yeah. uh, currently, I just uh, see that potential with Carlos Alcaraz over all these years of uh, my tennis uh, observing. Uh, I just mm-hmm. see that currently in Carlos Alcaraz, while, while others have uh, come shine, come shined and they just uh, tapered yeah, off. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but uh, Carlos Alcaraz, I feel, uh, will have su- uh, such a decorated career as well. I, I'm hopeful mm. that he will have that. Because, mm. simply because you should see him, uh, Swapnil, he's just unbelievable. Yeah. The shots that he pulls off, Carlos Alcaraz, <laughs> I think we'll be talking a lot about him. Maybe it's for a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The question actually arised uh, because, you know, uh, I, I, I don't follow tennis a lot, but I remember one final in which uh, Canadian uh, tennis player Bianca Andrescu, if you know. Yeah. She won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wimbledon, I guess it was. Yeah. Ag- against Serena Williams, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Uh, which year? Uh, yeah, I, I guess she won only uh, once. Uh, yes, uh, I don't uh, re- remember so the I, year. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, the thing is actually she got very famous in India as well. Okay, uh-huh. and uh, I followed her on Instagram. Yeah, and uh, then I, then I, I then I don't think so. She got any uh, success like any Grand uh-huh. Slam or anything uh-huh. after that, and she also you know happened to get some injury. So yes. that's why I thought you know I when 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 she won, people are actually predicting you know she can be a next superstar next generation superstar yes. but uh, it happened like that you know uh, that she didn't won uh, another title so that's why i thought of asking you this question that you know uh, if there any other player and yeah you gave carlos is the answer and yeah, uh-huh. yeah i guess people are talking a lot about carlos about his technique and all so hopefully let's see how yes. the future goes for him yeah exactly so the next thing okay turning our attention to indian tennis hemant uh, okay yeah. So we've seen promising talents like Sumit Nagal and Ankita Raina. Uh-huh. And uh, what, what in your opinion, are the strengths they bring to the international stage, and how they can build on the recent successes, and what are the things actually India need to do to, you know, have a mark, have a good mark on uh, a great game like tennis, something on that. Okay. So, right uh, over the years, uh, we have seen many Indian talents uh, flourish in the international stages uh, like Suf Prakash Amritraj, Leander Pace, Mayesh Bhupati, mm-hmm. Rohan Bopana, Sanya Mirza, yeah, yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have done tremendously well in the doubles front. Uh, we have so, yeah. many, so many Grand Slams uh, shared between them. Uh, mm. Honestly, their achievements are second to none simply because to compete with international players who are naturally, you know, physically more dominant than us uh, is no yeah. sm- small yeah. feat. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm. I mean, most of the players I mentioned uh, have already retired. Only uh, Rohan Bopanna remains. He's currently, yeah. uh, uh, he's uh, around 41 or 42 years old and he'll be retiring soon as well. 
Uh, he's currently playing mm-hmm. his last Davis Cup tournament. So, mm-hmm. Sanya Mirza always I used to tell that uh, she gets these questions in the interview frequently. That uh, what do yeah. you what do you think can be a replacement for her? What does she think about the replacement mm-hmm. for her in Indian tennis? Well, yeah. Uh, well, her answer was most of the times it it remained void. But uh, mm-hmm. re- recent developments in uh, Indian tennis have been a little promising. Uh, likes yeah. of the uh, players like Sumit Nagal, Ankita Raina, Karman Tandi, uh, Shriram mm-hmm. Balaji uh, have done really well yeah. in the domestic circuits and at uh, Davis Cup levels. But uh, mm-hmm. I still don't uh, feel that we have been able to compete at highest levels in ATP tournaments uh, in singles front. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that the future players uh, will make it to the top of their games soon. Um, and uh, about the how we can achieve this, I mean... Uh, our players need to get exposed to the international s- standards of uh, coaching and uh, they need mm. to get access to those tournaments as well. We need to conduct more tournaments inside India mm. of international level stand- yeah. standards. Uh, th- there are a few yeah. things. And uh, and also, uh, in India, tennis, I feel, needs a little more audience, maybe. A billion people watch cricket in India and how many follow tennis? Yeah. <laughs> Very less, I believe. Yeah, yeah. True. Uh, True. That's, that also needs to change. That uh, Also, I... Hemant, uh, you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, when we when, when we talk about uh, cricket or badminton, you know, or uh, so I, I feel like tennis is something, you know, if you want to start with basics also, it's expensive for people to have. Play, uh, and this is this is something this is some criteria which actually eliminate a major chunk of people who can who want to opt for the sport. Yes, yes, so yes. This is, uh, this, is, this is also something you know. If like India want to promote, they have to you know do something for it. Like have some clubs, government clubs. There, students can go, uh, children can go and learn. Yeah, uh, that's that's that is very true. Uh, tennis. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, it's not uh, everyone cannot afford to play, at least at the professional yeah. level. Uh, it's mm-hmm. they call it a Richmond's game. Simply, you know, because all of the equipments and coaching and uh, traveling, traveling to tournaments, you have to travel to a lot of tournaments to get points. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's very hard. It's very hard. Uh, at least, you know. I'll give you a rough number uh, for a player mm-hmm. who has to uh, compete in the national levels regularly. He has to spend around yeah, yeah. forty to fifty thousand per month every uh, every month on his uh, expenses. Oh my god! Tennis oh my level, god. yeah. Mm. That's the challenge. Do you think? Do you think uh, like uh, th- this is same for other countries also? I mean. Uh, or they 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 are in a setup that you know uh, they're also some some help or some uh, something is done by government. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I know it's a very different question to ask from you because uh-huh. uh, this is not something we search usually. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think US spends a lot on tennis. 
I don't uh, yes, yes, USA does uh, spend a lot on tennis and uh, so does mm-hmm. uh, Spain. Um, I mean, I think uh, in those, uh, especially in Spain, a few of my players uh, have gone and played in Spain who were playing okay. along with, with me, had to go to Spain for uh, a better coaching. So what I okay, okay. learned from them is uh, the culture there and mm-hmm. uh, and also if you are a good player, it's very easy to get sponsors as well. So that okay. is the thing out mm. there. Mm. Okay, I, the thing is, you know, recently uh, I actually uh, play badminton and uh, I've been following Indian badminton and uh, the two players, you know, uh, India's doubles player uh, Satvik Sairaj Ranki Reddy and Chirag Shetty uh-huh. are dominating right now, you know. Yes. We, we were not... Uh, you're not someone who actually were getting uh, a lot of uh, positions in doubles or mixed doubles or you know any of that sort category uh-huh. but recently we've been dominating uh-huh. where india has been considered that you know that in men's it's very difficult to uh, win a tournament like that yeah. and these guys are actually uh, flourishing uh, so you, you also talked about the kind of build uh, these players have and it's mostly you know it's suitable for like mostly suitable for uh, players who are from Europe and other parts of the country yes but I still feel it's more about I think the environment or the exposure they get in a country yes and there I think we should work yeah that's true that's true the environment the exposure the culture uh, Mm. that should get aligned Mm. Mm. okay uh, quickly uh, Hemant the last thing is because I covered uh, the coming question also in the previous I will just uh, ask you a bit of that question that how do you see Indian Tennis Federation and authorities would provide uh, more opportunities for young players and uh, to flourish on the global circuit what do you think like because you've been a player I I mean you are still a player and uh, you see like what are the things that can be done on the fundamental or the basic level that can help you know uh, kids to pick up the sport and you know the sports to flourish globally yes uh, uh, well uh, unfortunately Swapnil Indian tennis uh, I feel it's not in a good state of affairs uh, right now it's yeah. uh, very disheartening for me to say this but it's the reality mm-hmm. uh, I think yeah. a few days ago there was an article published on Sumit Nagal you might have gone through it uh, and it's very, okay. very disappointing. He has expressed uh, his helplessness that it is became, becoming more and more difficult for him to even continue playing tennis. And uh, he yeah, has yeah. just... I, I guess it was written, it, he just have 80,000 rupees in his bank account. Yes, that? yes, yes. Okay. This, the same yeah, yeah, article. Yeah, yeah. And Unfortunately, okay. uh, I, uh, I, I read that headline. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. He just has 80,000 in his bank account and uh, he's not leading a very good life. Uh, he's mm. just able to uh, break even with his earnings and uh, he happens to be our number one player in India so mm-hmm. he does have sponsors but uh, it's really not enough to pay for coaching traveling because he has to travel not just in India but abroad as well all over the world uh, he mm. has mentioned that he travels with only his coach no physio um, it's very tough mm. And uh, and yeah. he is the number one player of India, and I cannot imagine the plight of others. So yeah. I yeah. 
you know, uh, I always feel uh, there's this gap between the talented players and uh, good sponsors. Uh, mm. I mean, as I spoke already uh, on how the other countries actually sponsor the talented young kids. So I feel uh, mm. there needs to be a network uh, that that connects, you know, the sponsors with the young talents somehow. Mm. And... Uh, there are always sponsors available, but uh, you know the those companies uh, they are a little skeptic to invest on players that they don't fully know. Uh, but yeah, somehow if that is broken and that some network that connects the good players with sponsors is built, mm. uh, it will be a good huge boost for the young upcoming players and. Uh, um, also, uh, we have All India Tennis Federation, oh, sorry, All India Tennis Association, ITA, we call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, along mm-hmm. with Sports Ministry, I feel uh, we need to invest more into tennis, uh, providing infra- yeah. infrastructure from the government um, to tier two cities as well. Uh, so, where I come, uh, it's Tumkur, it's very nearby to Bangalore. Uh, we mm-hmm. had a very good uh, tennis facility previously, but it was, you mm-hmm. know, it is now in shatters because because of a uh, few other, you know, those political issues going here and there, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So we had a good facility and we, now we don't. So this is what is going on. Uh, mm. To... To overcome this, uh, our government authorities need to invest more on tennis. Providing infrastructure is the first thing. Then providing good coaches sure, sure. and making tennis available to to at least most of the population so that they can check at least if you can find a lot of talents if you are if you have a bigger yeah. audience for that. I mean Yeah, yeah. Mm, and also, as I already mentioned, we need to invite more ATP level tournaments into India. Uh, fortunately, yeah. we have a Bangalore Open, which uh, which is an ATP Challenger level trophy that uh, happens every year. And uh, okay. we need to conduct more such tournaments that will inspire people, inspire the mm. sponsors as well, actually, to, you know, uh, sponsor mm. the talented kids. And uh, yeah. after all, uh, we are the third largest economy after USA and China. And uh, yes. it's high time we invest more into sports. I mean, how many medals USA and China win? Uh, and how many mm. do we win? So yeah. with, with a country of 1.4 billion population, we are never short of talent. Uh, we just need to, uh, we just need to have people at the government level who are interested who can invest into these things exactly exactly we've 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 seen how like how cricket is uh and uh i we will not talk about obviously we'll not talk about the cricket but we've seen how football football has gained uh some popularity and some you know eyes uh-huh. so that government and uh, people are also considering supporting India and India is doing very good and yes. I still feel you know tennis is such a game Hemant and we've seen how big celebrities or you know 
everyone goes to watch a tournament like Wimbledon or US Open or you know they yes. want to get in. So this this think of this you know in in fourteen or fifteen nation or sixteen nation maximum how many sixteen nation plays in um, cricket and yes. we try to celebrate if we won World Cup. Obviously it's a big thing. I'll not take away from cricket, but yeah. just try to imagine how many countries participate or want their players to get into these kind of event uh, tennis. uh the kind of uh, event uh, wimbledon have the kind of exposure the uh, us open has so yes i i think if 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 our player if anyone just uh reach there i mean and do well you know and it will actually change the whole scenario of indian tennis in india and for that india actually have to even like we also have to contribute at some level for this Yes, yes, definitely. So the thing uh, happened when Saina Nehwal actually won her uh, major uh, uh, when he achieved. Yeah. So there were all of the badminton clubs in Hyderabad were full, full of people <laughs> flocking mm. in, and they wanted to yeah. become ba- badminton players. Yeah, Simi- she, when when she got the bronze, yeah, yeah, mm. when she got the bronze, yes. So similarly, mm, if okay. uh, if there is. one guy in tennis that can achieve the highest level so i feel a lot of people will take up tennis seriously exactly exactly and i i can't wait to see that himant to be frank yes yeah me, me too <laughs> okay okay himant so this was a podcast and i personally enjoyed a lot thank you so much for joining the podcast himant Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. It was very nice talking to you. We certainly covered a lot of uh, topics in tennis yeah. and I'm actually yeah. uh, after till yeah. you you have a very good knowledge in tennis as well. Yeah. And I wish, you know, we talked about someone uh, some Indian entered uh, uh US Open or Wimbledon or such kind of event and I I wish we could be uh doing a podcast on that and hopefully it it should happen very soon very soon uh, if not if I, if not in isbr then uh, this like this channel but some other channel will be doing it and i can't wait to see that i i'm, I'm ready to be a 40 or 50 year old also and doing the podcast <laughs> about that but yeah i'm waiting to uh, see that and yes we will have a chat on that also definitely definitely okay man i'm waiting for that as well <laughs> yeah yeah okay and thank you listeners for joining it's a goodbye from my side See you in the next podcast.